It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What is up in the world? What is what is going on with everybody? Hello. Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome in. It is jobbing out. I meant to, Oh god. I got it. Somebody remind me I actually have to do the work beforehand. Uh it is episode number 206. Anybody? 206. Is that how much Drake Maverick weighs? Ah, no. I don't, maybe. I don't know. How many days Charlotte has gone without a legitimate loss? Oh, oh look at you. No, it's just the uh, area code for Seattle. We're going back to Seattle uh, this week. It's been a long time. Our buddy Steve Miggs is going to join us here in a bit. We haven't been out to Seattle for a little bit, so we wanted to do that this week. Um, AJ's normally been able to do pick segments with us. Um, don't think... He's going to be able to do this. I, You know what I think it really is with AJ? I think he still hasn't recovered from being brutally dissed by Charlotte yet. I still think, yeah, he, like... He doesn't want to own up to it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's hiding. Yeah. He's just emotionally wrecked by it, and so he hasn't been able to come back. But at some point, he will be back with us. Uh, in the meantime, Glenn, Aaron, Brandon with you on Jobbing Out. Uh, boys, we'll do picks for Payback Lash coming up in a bit. Before we do that, I guess let's start by recapping the pay-per-view that we did have this weekend. That, of course, being uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. And as you can imagine, I thought it was just great. They made a nothing but wonderful decisions. Big thumbs up all around. What would I possibly have to complain about? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Where do you want to start? Which one do you want to start I was going to say... With? There's a number of different ways we could go with this. Oh, I want to start with the one that you you were so that was so stupid from you last week to suggest, and and now not only did well, I uh, not only did they not, they not only did with not, me. no 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 they didn't that's the thing not only did they not do the thing they were supposed to do they're not even doing the thing that you thought they should do that was dumb but would at least be better than what it is that they are doing. Well, okay, this fine, you're right. They're not asinine. going in the Keith Lee direction, but they very clearly. Either they agreed with me or they have very different plans for Velveteen Dream because, they, they, in my opinion, they didn't feel the moment was there. They did the work and then they got there and they didn't feel the moment was there, which is was largely what what I was arguing. No, Are they definitely not going yeah. the Keith Lee direction? Well, no. Keith Lee's going to Finn Balor. Like, that's very clear. They're going. Yeah, to, but they did a thing, and, and they're going to carry and cross. Like, what? well, the, I, I don't. Uh, but the they thing. did is, a is thing. They, they, and, they did a. I have my eyes on you, but it yes. might not be immediate. Yes, I'm well, sure not it's immediate. Some, but I'm, I'm I, sh- I think we're gonna get some kind of multi-man cluster F match at some oh, point. Oh no, I like think a- it's I think it's far clearer than that. I think Finn Balor is going to beat Keith Lee in order to win the North American title and then allow Keith Lee to be in position to go after Adam Cole at some point. I think that's the direction. But none of this. This is all stupid. None of this makes but a lot of sense. None of that makes sense to put Karrion Cross in the crosshairs. It, it makes well, zero sense. The Karrion Cross thing is weird. Well, it's, it's gotten weird very fast. That's why I think it's going to be like a fatal four-way or something. Because I don't think that you put him in a position to lose. Unless there's some some other weird-ass shit they want to do with Dexter Loomis. 
I, th- I think Karrion crosses a ways off. I like, and and this might just be me saying, "Oh my God, they better not be putting Karrion Cross in this position this quickly." Why would you but end the- your first show after a pay per view that way if you think it's a ways off? I, because they're crazy. Uh, then they're crazy. <laughs> I mean, I just, tell me the reason. And again, like none of this, none of this justifies any of this. Okay, so like, you, you were my you, mind, you couldn't the be more wrong. Is- about missing the moment. The moment was perfect on Sunday night. That absolutely should have ended with Velveteen Dream winning the title. And in fact, seeing it makes it so much worse that they didn't go that route because they created the moment. It was tremendous. They told a beautiful story that worked out perfectly, and then they instead created something that's convoluted and makes no fucking sense. Like, it just continues to drag out these nonsensical... Dexter Loomis isn't a face, but... We're keeping him in this for some reason. Nobody can possibly understand. They could have cleaned this up perfectly, given a scenario by which to do it, and create a moment at a time where it makes all the sense in the world. And instead, all we have is a clusterfuck. You couldn't be more wrong. Explain to me right now who in the NXT main event title picture is a face. In the NXT, like again. In, in all of NXT, forget the NXT main event title picture. No, you can say no. I'm, I'm Keith Lee. Hold on, Keith yeah. Lee. That's it. Right. That's the one. <laughs> right. And I'm making the point about the title picture because it's zero people. It's right. all five of them. And if I, if I accept you your argument about the dream, it's like all five people that are heels. It's yes. A, it's a huge problem. Like we like and and and, and he, the the funny thing on the flip side of that. They're also not making people strictly heels either, because Karrion Cross apparently is right. now a tweener. It's the weirdest thing. And, and Ev- by the way, a tweener. Who, who was it? Somebody texted. Was it Aaron? You that texted me. Why are they having them chant for Karrion yes, Cross? Yes, and it's very clearly now because they don't why. want him as a heel. Right. Which and, I, and this this go, here's here's what happens. Other than the fact, okay, I'll accept the fact that yes, you had him attack Tommaso Ciampa, who's the most again. Kind of a tough sell as a face. He hadn't <laughs> been. Not at that point. He had not been a tough sell as a face. He was. No, 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 no. I mean, by Aaron's standards, yes, he's the guy they're telling you is a face, but what, still Cham- a character Champa? that's not. Champa of the psycho. They, you know, they they were building this as psycho versus psycho. That's fine, but Champa in 2020 has been a clear face. Let's yeah, not. He's, he's been positioned I'm as clear saying, face. I also believe the Velveteen Dream is a, is a clear face. You guys have a different. I'm saying. If you want to make the argument of a convoluted face, you can put him in that category. Okay, but Tommaso right? Ciampa hadn't been doing the things that Velveteen Dream had been doing in 2020. Now, again, Velveteen Dream is closer to a face than any of these other people we're talking about, right? Like, he's way closer right. to being a face. Right. He just has some complications, right? Like, that's it. He just has a couple of complications to his face character that he's more of a star. He's out with a psycho. He's a soup. His, like, his character is, I'm a star, I, the, all the attention should be on me more than it is really babyface. Right, right. It, it's well, why anyway. a lot of Adam Cole's promos were dead on, where he's just like, yeah, you have this narcissist, you know, you have a narcissist and a lunatic running around trying to kill us. Why are you cheering for him? Yeah, Good I question. Mean, by the way, Adam, Adam Cole is the face in all of these situations, <laughs> and he's not a face. But in the, in the situation where somebody's coming out to threaten you, he's a face. In the situation where some lunatic... Uh, killer is going after your group. He's a face, right? 
I mean, I mean, you can I argue it's not a face. I I don't I don't know if I again you still have he's a the group. face of the situation. And Here, you, here's the thing: you you can certainly paint a picture where he's the face. You could, but you, you wouldn't. You'd be wrong. I mean, again, in a championship match, they were the ones that cheated. And well, the and right answer like, is no one's the face. But I'm saying well, if you had to pick one, it's if you not, just lay it's, out scenario. It's not Adam man Paul. is attacked by no, but uh, it was it was crazy. A, like, I mean, think, think think a few weeks ago what happened. You had. The match between Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong won cleanly. Dexter Loomis attacked him after his match. His friends tried to help him after this crazy guy attacked him <laughs> right, but, after the but, match, but which was then used by Velveteen Dream to ambush them. Yes, but you're being, who's the face in that situation? You're being very selective for a situation, right? Like, yeah, you're by being the way, even selective. though Adam Cole had the people interfering, Dexter Loomis also attacked them after the match too. And so, by the way, by the way, the answer, that one he was cheating beforehand. The like answer the Roderick to some Strong of this one was a clean match. For for the record, the answer to some of this might have been you you could sell, you could make the argument, Aaron, for what they did. You can't. You're trying to and you can't. It's impossible to make the argument for what they did. This is a disaster. This is insane. But you could make that argument if it involved a face turn. If you right. were really making a face turn. I kind of thought that turn, was coming, to be honest with you. Then you could make an argument for what they did coming out of this. You could say, instead of the, the moment that absolutely existed and was 100% there, we're going to create a different exceptional moment somehow. They didn't do that. Instead, they just gave you shit. And it's particularly disappointing because it's NXT giving you shit, which I hate because I love NXT and I always want NXT to be great. But I can't pretend when I say the same things about AEW, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's otherwise. This was shit. This was complete and total shit. It was nothingness. And you can't sell it on, well, they're looking for a bigger moment. Stop this. Stop it. We're just saying stupid things. They took a year of a storyline and ended up with nothing. Zero well, think, to show I, I for I think it's, it's two different things, right? It's one thing to say they're looking for a bigger moment as an excuse. It's another thing to say that's literally what they're doing. I think when Aaron says that, he's saying that's literally what they're doing, not that that is justified, right? Like, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I felt leading up to, uh, like I said last week, I felt leading up to this that this moment wasn't there. I, you can I argue agree. with that or not. We, we both said it. It's I think so, we both it's said it. That's so, why I thought Adam it's Cole It's so win. unbelievably absurd. I mean, like, it's just the most absurd argument I've ever heard. It's a year-long storyline that has That's existed. fine. There have been plenty of long storylines that they've gotten to the moment, and the moment wasn't there, and they passed, and it wasn't a bad Name decision them. to pass. Name the year-long storylines, Aaron. Name them. Lex Start Luger. naming them. Think about Lex, Lex you're going, Lex Do you realize how far back you had to go do that? You're building up to it, and then they passed because it wasn't Lex Luger. And I'm not saying Velveteen Dream is Lex Luger. Don't get me wrong. Lex Luger was not good. Velveteen dream is very good but again this idea that because you roman reigns you get you spend a year building up to the moment you don't give him the moment at wrestlemania 31 because that was the right call and i'm not necessarily saying it was clearly the thing but i think that the idea that you do the work you absolutely have to pull the trigger is wrong if they don't feel that the it, moment was the there. only way you don't put it's it's the absurdest thing i've ever heard the only way you don't pull the trigger is if you can do better than that and well, that is true. Or, and yes, or if no, no, he's no, going two, to Raw. Two, or well, if he's going to right, Raw. Right, and that two would be the other arguments argument. there. I think that I can say that the moment wasn't there, but you better have something planned, and they clearly don't have something planned. It's not just they don't have something planned. It's that even in the scenario where you have something planned, it better be significantly better. It better be unbelievable, because otherwise, what is the point of professional wrestling? Did you do this to tell a story? 
The story is what matters. The culmination is what matters. This is the point of being a professional wrestling fan. Yes. And but if they don't feel the culmination was there, th that's the then... dumbest thing. Then when's it gonna be there? I think this the goes second, back to the same the problem. Second, I think. I think. I think both Aaron and I probably said this last week or over the course of the last couple weeks. The second that they started doing like. Dexter Loomis is involved too. To me, it, this was no longer going to be. Yeah, a that title makes no change. sense. They told the story of why that makes so complete sense. Dexter Loomis got involved and was a complete help to trying to create a scenario where one man can defeat three men in this match. It, otherwise, it's absurd to think that would be the case. Dexter Loomis proved to be the perfect foil for why the moment was there, and that's the story they told in the match and then effed it up, and then just made Velveteen Dream look like a boob. And again, I guess I'm I guess I'm making a different point. The point I'm making is the second that storytelling started happy, happening, it felt like a time killer storyline. It didn't feel like a real storyline that would culminate in the crowning of a champion that would be a big deal, which would be this. Like, like you, you, we, you know. I don't know if it's always fair to say this, but I, I do believe that like certain people winning a title is a much bigger deal than other people winning a title. Patrick Clark winning the title here would be a really big deal when it happens. And, and I don't no, no, no. think it would have been. It's not now. You can't justify it now. Why is Patrick Clark winning a title a big deal now? He's just a guy. Well, I mean, we don't know what they're going to do before he eventually does. I'm just saying, I, right now at this moment, like, I, I'm not saying it was right, but the second that it's it turned into all this other stuff, it didn't feel like the right time anymore. I have no idea where that comes from. It's either now or it's it's fuck it. Like this is the this is the same thing that we kept talking about with so many other scenarios, including uh, Braun Strowman, right? Like th this, you built to your moment. Your moment was there. It exists. How did it work out for Braun? They fucked it. They didn't do it. They didn't pull the Is trigger. Is he the champion right now? Yes. He's clearly, <laughs> okay. a, he's clearly a for now champion in a moment that no one will remember because it was nothing more than a transitive had to happen moment. So you just made their point for them then. That's exactly why they didn't do right, this. Right, so they can kill it off and have no moment at all. I'm not making or, their point or, for or them. Or you, you sit and you rebuild. Yes. There's no need for rebuilding. That's absurd. There was nothing that needed to be rebuilt. You if he literally shows up on told Rod, the story. Would you change your mind? I, I, by the way, all of the reporting is that they're not calling him up now, which is a, a even more bizarre. Well, if if they're if well, they the are calling him up, it was insane. Well, hold Let's on. Just it, say it, that. Yeah. It, it, if if he is, then that whole last segment was weird, anyways, because they very clearly put him right back in the right, feud with back. undisputed air. Right, your he's back. The the reporting's all bullshit because the reporting said that. Um, Dominic Dijakovic was going to be on Raw, and he wasn't. Well, the reporting. No, to be fair, they still could be. The report, they could be in the process of calling people the up. They just don't want everybody up and No, I mean, they said he was going to be on Raw this week. It was literally what they said. Right. We'll be on Raw I, Monday, and he wasn't. Right, but again, it could be very well that they just decided to push that back a week. Who knows? But it you could be I mean? that like, these people don't know what they're talking about. Sometimes too. it could be, or it could be that literally right. a decision was made, and then ultimately they decided something else afterwards, right? Like, there's a million things that could happen. Sure. Um, exactly. And who knows that's, how that's it all I'm plays saying. out. That doesn't mean he's not coming up just because someone said that. No, it doesn't. And by the way, I still, still wouldn't change my mind. You have three functioning companies. This is such a bigger problem. To say to the third television program, your year-long story, we're going to rip apart because we want somebody to come up and do nothing on our TV show, 
is the dumbest thing you can do as a functional company. Let, let me ask you another convoluted question that is going to upset you. Because I, I think the answer to this question is yes, based on the way the show ended. Do you think we're getting Undisputed Era versus Velveteen and Dexter Loomis as a pay-per-view match before we get another title match? Because uh, I feel like the answer the, is yes. The pay-per-view thing, is, it's uh, like, are, are you talking about the SummerSlam takeover, or are you saying, get, like, can they designate one of those uh, NXTs just as you know a big NXT like we see? Sometimes? Probably more like that because uh, the next one would be SummerSlam. No, I, there isn't I, I think you, you tell me that there's a big match going up against Fighter Fest. I would say, yeah, that's probably happening. I don't know that that's a big match. I just don't. I, I they're, they're I going didn't say to... that. I think it's a big match. Yeah. I'm just saying, based on the way that they did that at the end. That's going to happen, right? I mean, you can't just keep doing this and have no match, right? There, there is some reason that they are leaving Velveteen in the... When they had a very clear out for Velveteen to do something else, whether it was moving to Raw or SmackDown, or moving to something else in NXT, and they chose to have him come back and attack Undisputed Era, they're very clearly keeping him involved. I, is there any way they get Kyle O'Reilly back you, before this is over? I don't is know. he immunocompromised? I, I don't know the answer. That. By the way, you keep saying it's very clear. The, nothing's very clear. Stop pretending like something's very clear. That's <laughs> okay, not let, let's let's know this way. It only true. makes sense for him to be involved. I mean, maybe. Like, I but might be willing right. to give you that. It, it it's makes, it, it's maybe definitely not logical. very right. clear. It's definite, it's, it might be a lot of things, <laughs> but it ain't very clear. I know that much for certain. It ain't very clear. Um, it could be nothing more than we didn't know how to end uh, NXT this week, and... You know, if you don't think they're positioning right to carry and cross immediately, then this makes zero sense either, right? Like, I, I got nothing for you. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What are to tell are you. they watch? Are they watching AEW and saying like, look at all these stacked storylines? Let's do that too. Like, I, I, <laughs> like do you think I mean, maybe that's part but, of this? But they're not even doing that. It's it again. I mean, kind of. This though. is so much less interesting than the story that they had told. There's no world I'm not saying where it's good. I'm just saying but, but why it's, are they? It's I'm not even to that it's not. It's not even about this. whether or not it's good. It's that you can't compel the idea that we needed to keep this going because anyone was clamoring for Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis to go up against uh, the Undisputed Era. There was one thing that was interesting, which was Velveteen Dream becoming champion. That was it. If that's not going to be the case, who cares about this? There's by, by, by the way, Dexter Loomis also uh, did did not look bad against like like. They basically told you Dexter Loomis was going to beat Adam Cole without the interference. So, like, there could be something there, too. I mean, like, I, I don't believe there's something I mean, there. But if you're saying, oh, my gosh, what's the more logical storyline? The more logical storyline is Dexter Loomis is winning the title than Velveteen Dreams winning the or title. Or getting, getting a match because he was going to beat him. I mean, in kayfabe, they're telling you Adam Cole was fucked because he couldn't get out of the move and the era had to interfere. So, like, also, yes. I like, I, I do like how one, I, I do have to pick on the ending of that. I really like that match, by the way, until we got to the, all the crazy storyline shit. But um, I like how one knee from, um, who was it? Was it Fish or Roderick Strong? Like, one knee, like, knocked him out to get the pin, but then whenever he put at what what do you know what they're calling his finisher? It used to be the Anaconda Vice. Now it's whatever, but yes, it, it yeah, looks that a little different than that, though. He yeah, a little. I really like his finisher, by the way. It looks really brutal. Um, but uh, when he when he had it, when he had it locked in the second time, it took like five kicks to the head for him to uh, oh. let the, <laughs> let the move go. Why 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 does a you know a 
finisher lay somebody out for like five minutes, but you can kick out during a match. Yeah, or I mean, or, or sure. then Bobby Lashley can just walk out of the ring after a Claymore <laughs> on, on Raw, right? Um, anyway, look, um, this this has this has happened. This has happened a number of times, and and this is what they do: that they abandon the story that they're telling. And the best comparison I make to it is the Roderick thing from a few years ago. That oh you, no! You it's tell back. you tell a compelling story, and then you bail out of it for it's whatever back. reason. And I and and it's like at least that time I directly knew what the reason was because somebody in power said, we're doing this and we don't give a shit about what you're doing. This is what we say you need to do. Okay, fine. I have no idea. There, there is nothing that's defensible about this. This is bad. And I don't know why it is that we're afraid to just say something is bad. That sometimes pro wrestling is best when you do the things that pro wrestling is supposed to be. And this isn't it. It's not to walk in a week later and just say... Uh, we don't really know anything, so here's a bunch of guys. None of them are heels. None of them are faces. But we think you like all of them, so here they all are. Can, can we can we pivot to something else? Because I want to ask you guys a question. Something else on this show. I want to ask you guys both this question. Is Charlotte um, the the WWE's version of Cody Rhodes? Yes. I wasn't going to get there mm, yet. Mm. But if you if you guys want to talk about that right now, we can. No, you go first. Okay, first of all, I thought that the match on In Your House takeover with Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano was perfect, amazing. The only thing that I really loved, loved about the show. And then what the fuck was that on Wednesday? So I I did not. Listen, aside from the fact that what they actually did was very entertaining and good. It doesn't make sense in the like. It doesn't storyline make sense to me. That like, why wouldn't that happen before the match on Sunday? The the just you mean the intergender nature of it, or, or what part? That they won. Oh, <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, so you have Keith Lee look like a million dollars going over Johnny Gargano on Sunday, and then you have Gargano win again. I, I just don't understand well, if we're moving away from Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. Why is he win? Is it was it more about just a who cares who won because we're gonna examine this thing with Candace getting flopped on or whatever? I mean, I it, it just didn't make sense to me that you have. I mean, it kind of became clear to me on Sunday. I kind of had this epiphany that was completely shattered on Wednesday, where I was like, okay, well, so the whole point of this Johnny Gargano heel turn is to put guys over, and you know, I think we talked a little bit. We didn't all agree on this, but I brought up that I felt like Keith Lee has been running in place a little bit, and this completely turned that around for me. Like, you give him a win like that, and that that you could totally put him into a title match, you know, off of something like that. And then I'm really confused about what they did Wednesday. Um, so I did not... I did not like the match as much as you did from TakeOver. Um, now, oh, I, I absolutely loved I'll, it. I'll, I'll, it was great. I'll admit an amount of bias in that, that like the, the Gargano thing has is, is been such a problem post-Champa mm-hmm. that like I don't know if I can view all of these things fairly. There is not a world in which Johnny Gargano should be caring about this. There's not a world in which Johnny Gargano should be going to such lengths to cheat and then still losing matches. Like, that shouldn't be happening with Johnny Gargano. You made him the star of stars in this company, and and now what? Like, that, that I, I didn't care for the match because of that. 
And I said, but, didn't but care the thing, for it. It but was the thing good. they did Wednesday, if that was just on the pay-per-view and, and then he doesn't care about the title, I feel like it's in line with well, what we thought. And that's right? and that's and that was the argument that I made. That like this is it always made sense for them to do the intergender match. That always made all the sense in the world. For that to be something that they care about, for that to be about asserting power, all of those things. Instead they did this other thing. And now the story is well, we want to collect all the championships. Okay, like I guess I get that, but like why wasn't that the story from the get go with Johnny Gargano? Why is that suddenly being introduced as part of the story now? And and how does this help? Well, they that? said they did say that from the get go at the first dinner. He they said we're going to get the, every title at the at the, the at the dinner. They did reference that. That's that is true. At the it was like the very did, first thing they said in their they first did heel reference promo. that in the dinner. You are right about that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm to me, wrong, I'm the, the wrong to me, the problem wasn't the match. Wasn't I, there is a little bit of a problem, but it's it's hard to buy Gargano as a, a heel on that. Match. I will I will agree with you there. I, I but I thought the I just thought the match was done well as far as the moves and the you know the X's and that. O's of the match. Absolutely correct. Yeah, I mean, I was on the, the seat of my pants. I don't, or the, I was on the edge of my seat. Mm. I don't know if there was a lot of matches like that for me on the show. The, it was a good show. I, I, I don't mm. agree that it was a complete farce of a show just because of the booking storyline-wise. I mean, I think I didn't like the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream match for a number of reasons, not just for the finish, but um, but the everything else was pretty good. I thought that's it's so funny. I thought they had. A, I thought that was wonderful. Except for the finish. I thought it was the best part of the show. They told an amazing story. Well, you thought know, that was the best part of the show? Oh, it wasn't even I mean, if, I, if I you just want to was... say EO winning is the best uh, part of the show, that's fine. You can say that. But, like. I, I mean, I, I thought it might. I, I thought you could make the argument that it was the worst match of the night. Yeah. Because I agree. why? What did you have an issue with with the match? It wasn't good. What about <laughs> I it? Mean, it was... They did they everything. Were, I disagree with that. They told a story. It wasn't. It wasn't a technical match. They told a great story during the course of that match. They told an incredibly compelling story. Everything about that, until the I, end, I, is utterly logical. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that the logic. I just thought that the way they the, the story they told was good, but the way they told it, what well, like like for what Velveteen Dream didn't seem comfortable in that setting. No. Like he well, I, he just it didn't look like he was all that. In, in using all the weapons and everything, like he just didn't seem like that was his environment. I also don't like when you take like two of your best wrestlers that you have on the roster and then do that kind of match. I, I just don't really love that. I mean, I, I, those are separate complaints to me. Like, I, well, I, it's a, they they stack though. I can. I mean, it's like, I, I for can, this reason, for I, this other reason, for like, this other. Like, reason. yeah, if you're saying that, I would. Would I rather watch Adam Cole wrestle like Velveteen Dream? Sure, I'd ra- I'd rather watch that. Absolutely, but we know that an Adam Cole match can't not involve those other two guys. Like that's the way this works. And so again, in the story that was told was really great because it presented a very compelling way that you could go about doing the thing that you should have done. Otherwise, you're absolutely right. If you were just going to have Adam Cole win the match, just do a fucking wrestling match and have those two guys come out and interfere. Like, that's yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Do a great clinical wrestling match and then have him win by cheating like he always does. Like, that's that's if that's the point, if the point is we just don't want to do this, we want to just have Adam Cole win again, then don't tell the story that you told. You told a great, great story during the course of that match, but then just with an insane ending that all of it made plenty of sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, I do have to give kudos to um, 
to Dexter Loomis putting those guys in the trunk and driving away. That was awesome. That that was, was fucking great. It was so great. <laughs> That's why I do, I'm so confused. Like I, it was great. That match worked. It's just I don't I don't know what the thought process is, and I can't excuse it because of that. Like I, it's so bizarre. Um, look, the EO thing is, is there's two separate thoughts, obviously, right? Like <laughs> EO's champ, yeah, and that's great, and we're all on board with that. And truth be told, the match was good. It was a good match. It was very good. Um, Excellent match. It's just the other thing, and the other thing, you know, like again, at least it's not as bad as just having Charlotte win. <laughs> like they did, but that's the lowest of low bars. I understand that, but I, I was very but afraid they, they of that even, being the bar. They did as much as they could to protect her, and like I, they even did the thing that we complained about with Kushida, where look, Charlotte should have been part of that pin. She was pinning Rhea. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, let, it's let insane. Me you, let I me know. ask you this. Wait, wait. Be, before this, I have one question. Just yes. Let's let's assume that Charlotte is done with NXT now. Yeah. What did we get out of this run? Nothing. Zero. Charlotte, like, no, you got not, Charlotte. Not just, not just that. She basically just, I'm not going to say destroyed the division because it's, you know, EO and Rhea, but she went over everybody. Um, yeah. It, what it did is it got Charlotte on NXT for a few weeks, which is what they wanted. Like, let's be clear about that. We know what happened here. They realized that they were going to be stuck in Orlando for a little while, and having Charlotte on NXT, they thought would help them out with ratings. Now, as it turns out, it didn't help all that It didn't. Much. Um, so that was a misfire. It might have been part of the reason why they decided to go no further with it and to just sort of bail on the project. Now, to your point, yes, everyone with a brain knows that when they bail, they should have bailed by having Charlotte get pinned. Of course they should have gone that route. But, and this goes back to why it is that, like, when, when you guys were talking about somehow the Becky thing maybe being good for the women's division, I was never willing to listen because they, they scream this at you. They're not going to get better in this department. They're just going to keep doing stuff like this where they say, well, let's just position to Charlotte, and that's the story. That's the only story that we're willing to tell. We're obsessed with that. We're afraid of everybody else. We're not willing to do the work. We don't put on a second match or a great storyline otherwise. This is just what we're going to do. And I'm, I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. You're, of course, right about it. It sucks, but it was always okay going to be with oh, no, we we we, we keep ranting about like it's terrible yes. not only okay and, and we're going to get to terrible this. it's not terrible I'm, by the way her, i'm going to yeah, i'm going mean, to dial steve i'm going to dial who's steve facing oscar on sunday who's facing oscar on naya. sunday naya Jax. Are, based on what we you saw on monday oh, who would you assume oh, is facing no, oscar on sunday it's flat terrible i'm with you steve Miggs, hello. by the way is into the What's up? steve Miggs, hello sir Hey, how's it going, guys? We're, we're right hey, in the middle. We're not even. We're not even break. We're just in the middle of the show. That's how we do things now. So we nice. just, we just threw, <laughs> threw you in like that. You know our pal Steve Miggs from out in Seattle, of course, um, morning show host as well as a successful professional wrestler. Are you still the champion, by the way? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, you say <laughs> no one's wrestling right now. I, of course, I, I am. just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think we all have to. Um, Miggs has has suffered a, a serious trauma with all this, a serious loss. Miggs, who are you supposed to face off against <laughs> before all of this happened? I don't know if they know about this. Dude, my I was supposed to wrestle Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, he what? Kind of, yeah, he was supposed to wrestle me at a sold out show at the Showbox in April for my Verified Championship. I am. So oh, the Showbox, my company books that. Dude, place. dude, I am. Oh, nice. I am so. Yeah. I am so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, right so, dude so, i mean dude, it was just like it was that like would have been amazing all, 
yeah, I mean, maybe it'll happen again. I doubt it. Uh, but it was like at the height of him also just, what, fresh off of like the massive buzz he was getting uh, with his match against Pac. I was like, this is going to be freaking incredible. And nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you are still verified champion. so and, and That's all that matters. He didn't beat me. So that's, I guess, that. a good thing. Maybe he's a verified dad now. We haven't talked to him since that. Yeah, you know, you guys have been avoiding me ever since I became a father. It's been it's been heartbreaking. I'm, I'm, av- I'm avoiding for you because my erection can only go so far. Calm down. Um, <laughs> I, first, congr- I, I told, I reached out. I said congratulations to Migs when he became. A- I'm really happy for you. I don't give a shit about the congratulations. You haven't had me on the show since I became a well, father. We can't get all of the people that are on the show on the show every week, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, we, we can't even get one of the hosts to yeah, show we're, up. We're barely That's surviving. Solid point. Yeah. Is my attendance record better than AJ? At right this now? point, I think you've been on as many shows in 2020 as AJ has. I think that's, that's not. That, that's probably it's, true. It's not true, but it ain't far off. <laughs> it ain't far off. All right, Migs, you're entering in as we're uh, having the Charlotte conversation. Um, and oh, we're, okay. we're going to make our picks for payback last year in a second. Migs will be a part of that. But we're having the. I don't know how much of the show you've listened to, and I'm sure it's every week, as I know you, you care. Um, but <laughs> I know it's, it, it helps my baby fall asleep. <laughs> guys, 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 I forgot. Migs is actually on the show every single week. Thank that you. That is true. That's a good point. People here. That is a good point. Yeah. He is. That's a great point. Um, so, so I basically, my number one with a bullet, um, uh, greatest hit of late has been that Cody Rhodes is the worst character in all of professional wrestling. And as much as I've heard that, yes, yes, as much as I appreciated <laughs> him as a man and all the things that he's done, there's no justifying. And by the way, another, another week oh, of that, yes, another yeah. week of the same thing. All right. Anyway. Um, and, and Aaron at the start of this said, do we, do we need to address the fact that WWE is making Charlotte Flair their Cody Rhodes? And it, it is a complicated issue. And I admit this, even with Cody, like I, I admit that running a business is very difficult and you have to answer to a lot of different people. And there are a lot of people, different people demand different mm-hmm. things. And I understand all of that, but it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem to just make it so that someone is completely untouchable at all times. And it is definitely to the detriment of everyone else involved. There is no getting around that whatsoever. And and in this case, to me, what makes it worse is that she's the most important woman on three different shows at the expense yeah. of three different women's rosters. I feel as a, I'm sorry. No, you go. I was. I mean, I I agree. There's a there's a massive connection between both Charlotte and Cody, but at least with Cody, I feel like there are still people on his level, or at least AEW makes it seem like there is wrestlers that are on his level, if not above him. With Charlotte, it almost feels like, I mean, there's like a bubble around her, and there's nobody can top her. Even if she loses, they got to figure out a way to make sure that she still looks like she's the best thing in the women's division in all four in all three brands. I only the only part of that statement that I disagree with is you trying to make it seem like Cody's any different. That's the only part of that statement I disagree with. I don't think that that's true, but I, it is. It's an issue. It's a major yeah. issue, and it it happens to coincide with them losing their other top star, and them essentially sort of saying we're panicked. We're, we're panicked. So 
We yeah. now feel like we have one top star. We're just going to throw ourselves behind that and 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 go crawl in a hole. And it go, and it combines with the bigger problem with the women's division that I've talked about forever, which is that like they keep they they want to pat themselves on the back for like we were ahead of the curve and we had a women's evolution and we did all of these things. And the truth is, what they really have had is Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. That they've and been Becky able Lynch. And, well, but Becky yep. Lynch was forced. Remember, they had no, they had no interest in that. They had no interest in turning Becky Lynch into a main event ha- level star. But it was forced upon them, and to their credit, they didn't bail on it. They they ran with it once it was forced upon them. But this notion that they have pushed women or they've made women stars simply isn't true. They've pushed Ric Flair's daughter and a major UFC star, and then the person that the crowd forced them to push. That's it. That's what this has been. And and we can't ignore that or pretend like it's not a thing. It's a huge, huge problem that continues to this day. Well, they're, they're going to have to really figure things out when they start bringing back crowds because right now they're, they're in a fortunate position that they can shove her down our throat and not have to worry about uh, – a, a backlash, bad pun. Sorry, uh, but from 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 an audience, <laughs> it's called it's, a payback. The minute lives. they get a crowd back, you know that she's probably going to get the Roman Reigns treatment with 100%. the way that they're treating. But but they're going to say, oh, she's a heel, so this is good. Yeah. That's what they're going to say, and they're wait, probably not wrong. Wait, but are they? Are they? Aaron, are they going to say that? Are you are you certain that they are not? That they don't just. And Roman Reigns is a good comparison. John Cena is a good comparison. That yeah. they they aren't just making this the next character where they say. We don't care. We're telling you she's the star. We're not telling you anything else. Nothing else matters to us. And but, but they've they've seemed however, to very intentionally be framing her as the heel. They've had yeah. her feuding with the faces. They've had sure. her, you know, like it, it seems like in this case, unlike with Cena and Reigns, where they were very clearly supposed to be the faces in those situations. In this case, it does seem like she is supposed to be a heel. I mean, guys, here's the thing. She's Rick, right? Like she's bulletproof because that's what you can do. Um, that's why, that's why this works more than Cena and Reigns. Cause you can make her heel. You, they weren't willing to do that with those other two guys. But, uh, but so I, I th- they tried this where they made her, they tried to make her Rick before. And I think that makes way more sense than what they're doing now. Trying to make her Rick involves her doing underhanded things. Well, but when the crowd comes back though, that's what they could do is my point. Like they don't need to do it now to well, make I, this point. If, if that's the but case, like, if that's the route they go, I would like that better than what this is. This, yeah. This, they, now, they lean, if they lean into her being full on here, like you guys are saying, I, yeah, then I then yeah. think this, then maybe, maybe it's once the crowd comes back, this will make more sense because at least we have, a crowd to play off of with her being a heel. I, but and, uh, it's just too much Charlotte right now. And, and here's the, yeah, I agree. And here's the interesting point. It's, it's different depending on what show she's on, right? Because I feel like on NXT, they did a good job of framing her as a heel. They had her attacking people with kendo sticks. She primarily was wrestling. I know that EO is kind of, they clearly were flipping EO, right? Even though it wasn't e- totally was, clear. EO was a they, face. Yes, EO was they, supposed to be a face. We knew they were flipping her. So they, she was basically f- facing uh, f- faces, like, you know, Bianca's questionable. But but they were framing her as, like, the face because she was the outsider, the right? Bian- the Bian- or the, sorry, the heel because she was the outsider. On SmackDown, she's confronting Bailey and Sa- Sasha. <laughs> Which is very bizarre. Well, but that's that um, goes back. I don't. I don't think this is a face heel thing. I think it's a John Cena thing. I think mm-hmm. it's them telling you she's a star. That's what she is. 
She's a star, and so nothing else matters. But but why it's less problematic is because she can be a heel, and they're okay with that, and they wouldn't let those other guys do it. Well, there is a point I wanted to make with, with this, though. So it's one of those, okay, we don't like this now, but is it okay if asterisk thing? Is it okay if they're doing all of this, and then Asuka wins clean at SummerSlam? Because I think that's where this is going. It's better, but it's not good. Because in the process, you've burned the NXT women's division. You've burned the women's tag team division. Like, she's beating everybody. So while it would be... Oscar's good for mean more. It it, it would help Asuka, but but I don't think burning down everything just to help Asuka was the right way to go. So, yes, it's better if that's the case, but it's not worth this. But she's not really burning down anything. I mean, who has she really beat that matters? Like, the EO thing was a DQ... She just didn't lose in the title match. Um, and, but again, but then afterwards, she beat she Rhea said, at SummerSlam, which we all did, or at WrestleMania, which we all disagreed with. Um, but other than that, I the, mean, the I don't... way the way they did it was, you know, I beat it, but I don't care. I mean, basically, her whole promo on Monday was, "Ah, eh, who cares? It's NXT." Like they they kind of burnt down that said, you know. But I don't think that will read like that. I don't think it's going to affect anything. Do, I mean, do you, you think the get... NXT women's division is in a better place now than it was in February? I mean, I don't think it's in a. I think it's just there. I don't think it's worse. I mean, I don't think it's. I think I, I personally think it's worse. I think it's in a worse place now. Now it could it could definitely be helped, and they have the talent. I think, and I think it was okay damaged when I think it was damaged when she showed up, and I think it's damaged when she left. I think it was in a tough spot both in both scenarios. Um, I, yeah, I don't know that it's been wrecked. I, you know, I don't know if that's true. I, I do think that... The, I don't think she wrecked it. I think it right, had other issues. Right. And, and I don't... Sure, I mean, it wasn't perfect. Right, and did, I don't think and I don't sure. think she helped it either, and I think that's the disappointing no, part. Yeah, right? that and that's why I don't think she helped it either. All, right. all of this is, is way easier if you just let her take one pin. Like, if you just let her take one pin, <laughs> that's it, just one. Well, she, she never should have won. I mean, that's part of it. Well, it's like, you correct, know... Correct, but once she did, she needed to take one pin. That's it, just one, and then you're good. All right, um, let's make our picks for uh, Sunday night. Uh, Payback Lash is coming up. Migs, I guess what... <laughs> but I, Before we do that... <laughs> What do you know when you're going to be able to wrestle again? Like, are you guys trying to do any of the creative things that like other people have been doing around the world? Like, is there a thought process behind any of that? There, there was a moment in time where we we're all going to pack up into a van and go to our buddy's place, like a little bit in Eastern Washington, and just do like a live stream. But then things got just way too hairy here in Washington. So, dude, I mean, there's talks of maybe things starting back up at the end of July with some promotions. There's a few promotions that are just like, you know what? Let's just wait till the fall. So September, October, I feel like is when we might start seeing some more wrestling going on. But, uh, you know, we're all uh, a lot of us are just kind of just in limbo. Just I mean, it it sucks because there was some really cool stuff that Defy was going to be having happen this summer uh, that had to be put on the table uh, without a cause up in Everett. They were going to have some cool stuff going on as well. Uh, So. You know, it's just a matter of uh, we're about ready to go into phase three, fingers crossed, or at least in the suburban parts of, of Washington. Uh, in Seattle, we're in phase 1.5, whatever yeah. the hell that means. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's stupid around here, man. And then, of course, you know, you, 
like anywhere you we've got just other stuff to worry about besides the the the, the right. recovering from a lockdown of course of course yeah and, uh, obviously i know there's been a lot going on up there with that but too fingers crossed in the fall i think i, I would think that at, at the earliest september all right well we will be rooting yeah. for that we'll be rooting for that in the meantime um so brandon did you not bring us back pizza from your trip up to altoona I, I didn't because Son the of timing of it. I, it would be, I mean, as gross as it is, it probably would have been even more gross. I, I don't think the concern that we had was about how gross it was. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like, like don't you want to have it at least fresh? I then? don't know that that's going to make a difference, but I don't know if that's the case. All right, we'll figure out a time to do that. Do we want, because we've got MIGS, do we want to try to do a bet for this one? Okay, not everybody at once. <laughs> not everybody at once. Jeez, man. Like I'm fine. You come up with it. Yeah. Oh, all right. No pressure on me. All right. I'll think that through while we're making our picks. Uh, I thought of you guys. Speaking of food, uh, have you ever been to this candy place in Maryland? I watched a special on the Food Network and ordered taffy from oh. a place in Maryland. Oh, dude, down on the beach? Absolutely. 100%. It, it's it's yeah. like Dolly's? Wait, yeah. Do- yeah. Yeah. Bro, yeah. they've got they've got a peanut butter taffy that it's fucking amazing. It's I don't like, I don't know that I've ever had the peanut butter. We we need to get a beach house and invite Mix. Yeah, yes, I'm absolutely I'm absolutely in favor of that. What were you what, what were they on? I don't even know what they were on, dude. I don't know. One of these like you know the the best random candies of I don't you know when the Food Network does like these like uh, yeah the greatest I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, they are they are on one of those things. Yeah. Oh, and dope, I've never, man. I've never been so like, like just impressed by like something where I'm like, I need to go online and order this. And my wife's looking at me like, you're insane. You're just ordering peanut butter taffy. But that shit came, man, and it was amazing. So, so I mean, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. Place. So Migs, the deal is that, like the beach is a legit three hours away, right? Uh-huh. So whenever you know somebody who's going to the beach, you literally request that they come back with like taffy or mm-hmm. or popcorn from there's a popcorn, popcorn place down there. That's my move. Like oh, you, my move is a popcorn you, as well. You stole. Uh, was it Smith Family Man? My buddy Ted that you yeah, guys had absolutely, on uh, dropping out before. Yeah. His family now has a popcorn thing going on in Maryland, dude. It's oh wow, like it's a stalk. It's a you stalk people's social media to figure out when they're going to the beach. Like you literally, and then you message them like, "Hey, dude, while you're down there, so I'm going <laughs> down. My family's going down in two weeks." And it's obnoxious because like nobody's been like fewer people have been able to go down so far this summer. So when I said the other day on the show that I was going down to the beach, I probably had 20 people already hit me up about like, hey, man, while you're down there, can you like, no, dude, no, no, not this year. It ain't happening. Go screw yourself. Except for you, Migs. I do it for you. And I want you. All to right. Know that, How about loser buys the winner something from the beach? In God, it helps nothing for the show, but I will do it for you, my friend. <laughs> I will do it for you because I care about you. All right. Here we go. Payback Lash on Sunday night. Greatest wrestling match ever, of course. Um, we uh, we'll, we'll we'll end with that. We'll start uh, the other way. Uh, Migs, uh, you will just go in the rotation as always because you are not really a guest. You're part of what we do. Uh, we begin with the how about the United States Championship match? Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. Uh, and I guess that means that I have the first pick. And I would like to hope that you wouldn't put the belt on Apollo Cruz and just quickly turn around and do this, especially when you've, you know, kind of been teasing around something else. So I will say Apollo Cruz. The, the whole U.S. title scene. So I, I loved how Apollo came out. It's like, hey, I got to put together a number one contender match. And I'm going to put my buddy Kevin Owens against two teammates. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Kind of dickish move, but, you know, it's complicated. Anyway. 
yeah, complicated. That's one yes. way to say it. Yes. Uh, I'm with you. Like, you don't put Apollo, the title on Apollo, to just have him lose it. I assume Angel Garza is somehow going to accidentally screw over Andrade, and that'll kind of keep the rift going between those guys. And yeah, Apollo will win. Apollo Crews got new music, is killing it, needs some uh, mic uh, help. However, he's winning, and I hope that they keep him going for a little while here. Uh, I believe we all win because Selena Vega will be seen on television, that so that's true. always the important that part. True. <laughs> I agree, point. dude. The new music uh, with Apollo Crews, I love it. Uh, I, I'm happy that that guy is finally being given some kind of an opportunity, and it would suck if uh, it ended that backlash. So uh, I'm hoping, and I think that Apollo Crews will leave as a uh, still champ. All right. Uh, next up, how about the Women's Tag Team Championship? Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. Oh, man, if this was, you know, the should be, will be, it obviously should be the Iconics because the Iconics well, were made always, for the tag titles and it should absolutely yes. be the Iconics. And I hate the fact that, once again, the tag titles are just being used as a prop in a singles feud or what we think is going to be a singles feud. It's really annoying. And that, but that's the story of the women's tag titles. They just put the titles on Bailey and Sasha. I don't think they're willing to break it up this quickly. So Bailey and Sasha will win. Guys, this is going to a place that you don't want it to go because I think Asuka and Charlotte eventually are winning the tag team titles uh, to lead into their hey, SummerSlam. Hey, they, they just beat the tag champions, so... I'm 100% convinced. I don't think they're going to enter, put them into this match, although they could. Would it but shock I'm, you? It wouldn't, but I'm 100% convinced this is going the way of Charlotte and Asuka winning the titles eventually to lead into their SummerSlam match against each other. Because for whatever reason, they love to do that. But that means Bailey and Sasha are winning this match. So a couple of... Oh, it's me. Hey, go ahead, Mick. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I, um, I'm, uh, I, I just can't turn my back on the Iconics. I'm probably wrong, but I will never say anything of ill will to the Iconics. So I'm picking the Iconics. Well, why would you love want, to turn, why would you want to turn your back on the Iconics? Let's make that very just, clear. They're the greatest... Dude, I remember we went to a live event. They are just—they are truly the greatest thing on uh, in the WWE ring. They are are always entertaining. They're wonderful. Yes, so, they're absolutely wonderful. Yeah, um, hundred percent agree. So, what I would say about the Oscar Charlotte thing, and I'm there's there's so many levels of this. Like the first thing you want to say is you'd be really surprised if WWE was running a pay per view that didn't involve Charlotte, right? Like it would be really <laughs> surprising. That being said, and I think it's part of the reason why AJ can't do picks with us. If I remember correctly, the word was that they taped Backlash before the. I don't NXT. know if they taped the entire thing, but they've at least taped the Randy Orton Edge I, match. I thought the story was that they taped. They I, like I read that they taped he the said whole thing. several matches. Yeah. On on mm. Sunday before the NXT pay per view, and I think that means that's part of the reason why AJ can't do this because obviously he was in the crowd. Um, then, if that's the case, and so because Charlotte already had a match, it is more believable that they did a pay per view without Charlotte having a match on the pay per view. But again, some of that can be flimsy, and who knows if they went back and redid or anything along those lines. Well, she she had a match on every other taping, so if they if they were <laughs> taping pay per view matches any of the days, she had a match. That so. is that is also true. No question about that. Um ultimately it 
it feels as though the reason I would like to hope the only reason why you would do Bailey and Sasha to have won the the tag titles is to ultimately use that to finally get them to the split and a match. The only question becomes do you do that now or do you drag it out a little bit longer? I would think that that's them painting the hey we want to do Bailey versus Sasha at SummerSlam. Although again, not knowing really what SummerSlam is, who knows if that actually ends up being the case. There's just no real reason for you to do this otherwise. I'll say for now they keep them on Bailey and Sasha and wait a little bit longer before they before they pull the trigger, but it wouldn't surprise me if they I look, the answer by the way is if they're not doing it, it should 1000% be the Iconics. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember there's one more pay-per-view before SummerSlam. Correct. Too. And that could be where they do it, sure. Yeah. Or they could just do it on SmackDown because, you know, who knows. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus is next on the board. Brandon. Oh, piss. I'm not... I always forget that Aaron stopped keeping track of who picked everything. I got the the only thing that's different right now is Migs picked. All right, all right, uh, all right thank yeah, God. All right, you're then you're in charge of keeping track. All right. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know why that wouldn't be the case anyway. But go ahead, Brandon. You're first. Well, as long as Jeff Hardy passes his uh, drug test on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, it's, uh, Jeff Hardy has to win this match, right? Go ahead, Migs. Go ahead, say it. Dude, I I have to be honest. I fast forward anytime I see either of those guys on television. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how they're setting this one up. Uh, but I, you know what? Uh, it seems like the feel good thing would be Jeff Hardy. So I'm going to go with him. Wait, would you like to know how they're setting this one Dude, up? I just saw that drunk thing at the well, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I'm like, no, fuck you, don't do this to me. So I just fast forwarded through it. So, so now this is interesting. This is interesting. Please tell me. Give me a cliff note version, sure. Because that was that was sort of Aaron's response to it. Whereas I was not nearly like as shocking as I thought it was at first. I, the, what I ended up saying at the end is, I actually think they they towed the line the way that they should, mm. and it was shocking enough that it was far more interesting than the overwhelming majority of shit that I have seen in the COVID era of professional wrestling. Um, so the the Cliff Notes version is the Cliff Cliff's Notes version is that there was a car accident in which Elias, who was actually hurt, so it was the way to write him off TV, um, got hit by a car. You don't see who's in the car. They go to the bushes. Jeff Hardy, yeah, Jeff Hardy's that. laying there. There's alcohol in the car. The guy sniffs a beer bottle that's full of beer and says it smells like beer unopened. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, "Oh." Jeff Hardy smells like the bottle from the car. Oh um, my gosh. I mean, it was a really listen, I, I I'm I don't I'm not like I don't think it was like way over the line or anything, but just like the acting and stuff was kind of like and the writing was kind of like okay. Like oh, it's, the cop it's, is smelling the guy. It's definitely like, cringy. You know, Let's not pretend um, like it's not cringy. It's a thousand but the, everything they do is cringy. So like it's like so it the, sounds very CW esque. Right? Yeah, so, sure. But they made it very clear that I felt they made it very clear that somebody did something but, that set him up or whatever. But the but the problem so, is they then they kinda have him come out and cut the promo the following week. But like right. They never well, hold, really well, hold on. At, hold on. They, that, they I'm about to bring him. that up. Yeah, the police arrested him, and then at the end of the night, he comes back to run out during Sheamus's match with Daniel Bryan, and beats up Sheamus. You know, less than what was it? An hour after he got arrested. So then the next week, 
he came out and said, or he came out and said, this isn't true. Seamus came out and called him a junkie. Um, but oh, what did Jeff Hardy say? Jeff um, said it was a guy with red hair and red, a red beard, which is very said, important. Yeah. I feel like I they never too. said it was Seamus. Right. There was like, so the, the, there were witnesses that said they saw a man with red hair and a red beard getting out of the car. So then Seamus comes out. He never admits to being the one to do it, but they have their thing or whatever. And that's Wait, where so we did, are. So at no point he said like he was drugged or and like, I mean, cause I saw, I was like, Oh, he's probably saying he got drugged by Seamus. So none of that, like there was, I, I think, I they think they implied, implied they, they implied that he was beaten Jesus up. Not, I, I don't think they ever said drugged, but like, beaten oh, okay. up. that they beat him up and dumped beer on him. Basically. You've got to be kidding me. Okay. <laughs> but, Aaron, but, but, but Aaron and I both think that this is someone else. There's a reason huh. they there. There should at least be a reason why they haven't specifically said it's Seamus yet. I mean, right. I, you're, probably, you, you're probably right. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the one. It's got to be the one. No doubt about that. Um, in the meantime, obviously Jeff Hardy has to win the match, right? Like obviously he yeah. has to win the match. Unless here's here's yeah, let, let let me go through mine. If it is not Sheamus, if this is just if it's not just bad writing, there's a specific reason they said red hair, red beard, and let's say it's oh Sami Zayn, um, who would have a reason to want to interfere in the intercontinental title picture. And and again, why exactly are we having this match again when Jeff Hardy already beat Sheamus cleanly? It makes me wonder if Sheamus, and if this is about getting Sheamus over as a super heel like we talked about, then Sheamus should probably win this match in an underhanded fashion. So I'm going to go with Sheamus here. By the way, why are we having this match? If if, if I hit someone with your car and said that you were yeah. drunk driving, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, you want to fight me too? Yeah, it's a pretty good reason to have a match. I do agree with that. <laughs> also, I don't agree with the, the same. If Sami Zayn comes back, he should be going after the belt, not after guys that were like. Well, it, you trying to paint the picture pro- that this that was is the problem in it when we were discussing. Yeah, that doesn't I work. Said it doesn't make sense that he's that it's not the title. No, and that doesn't mean that they're not doing it because they do dumb right. stuff. But like that doesn't make sense. And 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 I I'm not gonna. That that would be completely illogical. That if he would come back, he would care more about this random feud than he would care about the thing that was stolen from him without him losing a match. That doesn't make any sense. But also, to be fair, doesn't mean they won't do it. You are right about I, I was going to say, like, it, if it is Seamus, who's who's this guy, it doesn't make sense to frame it the way they have. I mean, I, I think I think you're putting, mo- I think Just you're putting more. In, I think you're it, reading maybe. more into what was a throwaway line. It's not like they repeated that twelve times during the course of the show to to try to make it clear that they were they were overselling it, right? Like, I think it's possible it was nothing more than a throwaway line. Um, and you might be right, but I think it was nothing more than that. It's uh, possible. Asuka and Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Migs. Uh, are we betting on whether Asuka will get hurt in this match? Yeah. Um, that's- oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. No, Asuka. For, for a bonus point? No, uh, right. no, no, no. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then I'm going to go. Oscar wins, but leaves with some kind of injury. Oh, God. <laughs> no, Oscar. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. I don't want to bet on someone getting hurt by a very uh, no uh, dangerous wrestler. 
obviously, the, <laughs> look, the, clearly the pick is Oscar. We all know that. That's the pick. I mean, guys, they should be hyped. This is the most dangerous match ever. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, in, in fact, so much so that I'm going to let Miggs go first in the next pick too, because it's just oh, the, yeah. I mean, uh, the the only thing would be is if they I know somehow incorporate. Yeah. yeah, if Charlotte gets added to the match, which she should, she beat the champion. That would be the only pause. But as it's written right now, it has to be Oscar. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, the the Universal Championship is Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. And uh, Migs, I will let you start. Why? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Strowman's gonna win. But oh man. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, this is one of those. I hate handicap matches. It just you're just making Miz and Morrison look terrible in no, this whole it's, thing. It's stupid, but it's really made me think about this for a second, right? Like I've Uh-oh. I've really been thinking about this. I think the only question is how badly they want to do Braun versus Bray again. Um, I think it's the only question here. And if it's if it's that they want to do it quickly and they want to do it, you know, it's a big deal. I think there's a I'm I'm honest to God convinced that this is so pointless that it ends with Otis as champion. <laughs> that, oh man! That the obs- that, that uh, my night would be made if this happened. And, this and that's like it's a it's a really <laughs> weird feeling that I've had. That like they're they're doing the bit. First of all, what about Miz and Morrison's shenanigans make you want to root against them? Exactly. Like their shenanigans are cheeky and wonderful. Like I will all Nickelodeon character. Yeah, the bit they did last week was amazing. It's it's wonderful. It's just absolutely magical, and I'm on board with it. But Morrison's making me laugh out loud with some of the ridiculous stuff he's saying. Yeah, but, I was just gonna say that Morrison's really showing him his uh, his uh, personality here. Like he's really funny, really, really, really funny. But <laughs> yeah, but this is so pointless. Like this is so absurd, and there are multiple ways to do it that you could really save face. And it also comes back to the what is what in your mind is the point of Otis carrying the briefcase? And I I just can't buy. That it's for waiting for a crowd to have a big moment for Otis winning the championship. So then it comes back to, is it for him to be a placeholder and then have him lose the briefcase? Or is it for, my God, we're in payback last season with no crowds in these arenas. Why don't we do something that gets a lot of people talking? I am goddamn tempted. (laughs) Like... I am goddamn tempted that it makes all the sense in the world for this to be the moment when you do it. I won't. I will, of course, pick Braun Strowman, but it is very <laughs> difficult for me. The, the main reason I'd be against that is simply because, again, we're burning a briefcase so quickly. We're going 11 months without either briefcase in play, and I, that's I, annoying I, to while me. I understand that. He's not but a, but in, in a bubble, I understand. But like he's, not, he's like, not a heel. Like It makes sense to have the heel stalking. It doesn't make sense to have Otis stalking. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, that makes him like the uh, the antithesis. Which is of, why he probably should lose the briefcase. Well, he should either lose the briefcase or you should go ahead and just say the hell with it. Yeah. We gave him the briefcase. Let's do it. Like let's let's just do something crazy because none of this really made sense to begin with. Like we've got a champion that's not supposed to be champion. We have contenders that aren't supposed to be contenders. Fuck it. Let's just do it. Why not? In a bubble, I wouldn't hate. I mean, it's better than Braun winning. I mean, let's, 
you know, yeah. that's where I am. That's where I am. Like you, you want to tell, you also want to talk me into a situation where like Miz and Morrison somehow go over, but Miz like specifically throws Morrison out of the ring, gets the pin and, and refuses to share the title, which helps turn Morrison face. And you go forward with that. That'd be wonderful as well, but I don't believe that's going to happen, but it'd be pretty wonderful. Um, now I, I think it's Braun and Bray. Fiend probably shows up at the end of the night. Right, and at you just, the end and of the, you just spin right, the the night, and you spin right back to Braun Bray, right? I mean, I think it's Braun, but I still like my idea from a couple weeks ago of uh, Otis being possessed by Bray Wyatt or controlled by him somehow or something. Um, but yeah, Braun's winning. We're getting some semblance of Braun Bray with some Otis element going forward. I think. All right, uh, for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Drew McIntyre, move forward. Drew yeah. McIntyre. Yep. And that brings us to <laughs> the greatest wrestling match ever. This is the greatest show! <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Edge versus Randy Orton for... Something. Aaron Oster. Oh, I'm going first. Okay. Um, what should like the the greatest? And I know that this isn't happening because we've had reports that it was actually like not necessarily the greatest match, but it was a decent match at least. But really, the the whole reason to do this greatest match ever build, it should be for Randy Orton to hit the RKO right away and win it in 15 seconds. <laughs> like that would make the build. Perfect. <laughs> If you go for the greatest wrestling match that ever, that would make my it, life. If it they would. Do it that. would be perfect. Like that would be the reason to do it. It would be really wonderful. You're not wrong about that. By the, it would right. be by the really way, you could do that on either side. You can right. or, hit the or spear a, too, or a DQ. You have Randy Orton immediately hit him with a chair or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that would make all of this make sense. But they're not doing that. We know they're not doing that. So. Knowing that they are, they won't have the greatest match ever. They're going to try to have a good match. It goes back. I keep going back and forth. Like I think Randy Orton probably should win this because, you know, you could say Randy Orton's bulletproof and everything, but you have him lose to Edge twice like this. It's like, all right, what are you doing with Randy Orton? And the answer could be just he's bulletproof, so it doesn't matter. I think Edge could stand to take a loss here. I just don't know. You know, it depends what they're doing with Edge and me. Like, if they're immediately... You have really plans. want a rubber match? Because that's what's going to happen if Randy no, Orton... No, I was. don't want to, but I'm wondering what they're doing. Like, there's a difference. Again, should versus will. Um, It, it should be Randy Orton without a rubber match. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm going to pick Randy Orton here. I don't care. It, I think Randy Orton should win this just because I, I don't think Randy Orton should be winning this match or losing this match. So because I'm an idiot, uh, I try to put some meaning behind why they're saying this greatest match bullshit. Because um, this is the greatest show. Because this is the greatest show. Um, I, I, God, in my head, I try to do logical things, which I should just not listen to because none of that is ever going to happen. But like, I want to say that I hope they're saying this is the greatest match so Edge can win this greatest match thing and then a heel can come out and say, you know, you're not, you know, in my head I'm like hoping to get AJ Styles Edge or something. You know what I mean? 
Um, and and AJ Styles can say, I actually had the, the greatest match with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. And then you had this match and said it was the greatest match. Um, I would love to see something like that. It's probably not going to happen. I, I can't see Edge losing right now because um, I do think they want to keep him in important matches. Um, although if you told me he'd lose and there's another match at Extreme Rules because that's exactly what fucking Extreme Rules it usually is, is a bunch of matches we've already seen before with different stipulations. I would believe you, but I'm the, I'll just say Edge and be willing to be wrong. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, man. I See, I don't mind if they had another match. I just wish that the, this... Because uh, I think they're great with their promos. I think everything they're doing has been really entertaining. Minus this is this the greatest incredibly promo. stupid greatest show, greatest match ever. This stipula- is the greatest title. show. Uh, <laughs> but, man, it's... I. I I'm going to go with Orton because I do think that they got to keep this going between those two. I think that the, the, the promos between them are just been money and they could get more out of the two of them. I just wish that there was a moment where we could get a crowd so that we could actually have a great match between those two. Because I think that's what is lacking for guys like Edge and Orton because they just they're not going to do crazy flippy shit, but they can work a crowd better than probably most of the guys on that roster. And, and without a crowd, it's, it's going to make their matches suffer. Without so, I hear you. Um, look, the, the answer is that Randy Orton should, right? In any scenario, Randy Orton definitely should win the match. Um, all of these other things, right? Like, does it mean anything? Is this nothing but a gimmick because it's payback? Uh, payback lash, I'm sorry. And, and nothing matters, so let's just, do, let's just go theater of the absurd and make it what it is. There's so many questions... Um, I will default back to Randy Orton winning the match. I will default back to that because it is what should happen here. I do think it's interesting, Brandon, that you're right, that like th- there's logic behind having a, a rubber match at, at Extreme Rules, but they're not – like if they're going to do a rubber match, they're going to do it at SummerSlam, right? Like that's just the way that's going to go because mm-hmm. – like that, Ed, Edge can't wrestle that many times. Right, and it's th- this is the greatest, greatest show. Like, you know, they're just going to uh, go even farther absurd with it. Now, I don't, I don't know how. I don't – and that's part of It'll the issue. It'll be the greatest match on the greatest thrill ride of the summer. I, get, I just don't <laughs> – I, I don't know what they could actually do when they get there that would really – like, th- this is the, the, the struggle with this. What would we want? Like, you could make the argument if they didn't – go with the absurd part of this the greatest wrestling match ever that if you just like if what they did was do the crazy match at wrestlemania then just did a a wrestling clinic type of Mm -hmm. match here that we would come out of that all saying like yeah it was great it was different it was unique and we're all on board with it edge edge can still go in this sort of match great correct right but then what would we want after that like Uh, i do i i have i have a concern of what we don't want which is this is the most extreme match and that, you've ever seen. And, and that extreme would, rules. And, and that's why your extreme rules theory makes sense. I just can't fathom them doing that extreme rules. Like for for what purpose are you blowing that off at extreme rules to do an, to do something else with Edge at SummerSlam? Unless you've just decided that SummerSlam doesn't really matter at this point because you're giving in and you know nobody's going to be there. But I, I don't believe they're going to do that. I still think they're going to try to make SummerSlam feel. Like it's some sort of SummerSlam, and a good way to go about doing this is to have oh, yeah. an yeah. an an end all be all type of thing between Edge and Randy mm-hmm. Orton. I just don't I don't know what that is at this point, um, unless it had been. And to Aaron's point, it would have been a fucking great idea 
to just have this be Randy Orton hitting an RKO quickly because then you could still save the wrestling match thing for the final end-all, be-all blow-off if that was the case. Yeah. And, and that's one of the big problems with this is that, like, they shouldn't be trying to have the greatest match ever. Wrestlers should not be trying, you know, just in case they Particularly the week that you have AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan well, on be, beyond <laughs> Beyond that, like, A, it's not going to happen. So that's a mistake from the get-go that, you know, even if this is a solid match, like, you screwed this up. But secondly, like, they should not be trying to have a good match. They should, Randy Orton should try to be winning in two seconds. I, I agree. I mean, like, yeah, like I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it's apparently not what they're doing. And and by the way, just to just to piggyback on what you said about SummerSlam, I mean, there are reports out there that Lesnar is potentially going to be on the show. Well, I mean, I I believe I do believe that they're going to try to still somehow treat SummerSlam. Look, I think by that point they will. It's they will have whether wherever it is, they're going to have people in stands. Um, for SummerSlam, it, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't even think that Florida would be willing to go to 100% capacity by then. But maybe I'll prove to be wrong about that. It's totally possible that Florida will allow that. I don't think they're leaving Florida for some time, but I think that Florida, we all know, is the place where the crazy governor is willing to be the most aggressive and do a lot of things. And the moment they're allowed to, I don't think they're going to waste any time. I think they're going to go right to putting people in the stands. Now, whether that's a 50% full performance center, a 50% full you know full sale. Or whether they just decide we're going to put uh, a 50% full downtown arena in Orlando because it's still not all that much of a cost for us. We're just moving our equipment from one place to another in order to do it, right? Like, we can, we can justify that. They can't justify touring the 50% buildings because you're not making enough money to justify all of the cost that's involved. But if you're of just, of course, they're they're now selling tickets for Raw in DC in September. But they're, they're like, I mean, they're not selling tickets yet. They have, they have, right? The they're booked. they're they're putting a date out with the hope that they're going to be able to do it, and 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 none of us really know, right? Like they're they're the the speed at which we are moving in some places from phase to phase suggests there is a chance, right? Like there's a chance that that that's just where we are by that point. Um, they have to make decisions on SummerSlam sooner than that, right? Like they can't, they can't right. decide two weeks ahead of time. We're running SummerSlam in Boston. Like they've got to make a decision fairly soon, and they're going to have to make that decision likely based around whatever they're allowed to do at that point. And if Florida says we'll give you fifty percent capacity, it won't stun me if they run the downtown Orlando arena and just say, "Hey, it's it's really minimal cost for us to drag equipment over." from one part of Orlando to another to set it up. And given the relationship between the city of Orlando and the WWE, you would assume they would work something out that like the cost of having the building for that night wouldn't be all that significant. Um, I think they're going to try to make it an event. I do think they're going to try to make it an event, and I, that's the reason why I think that would be where you would do uh, Edge Orton to, to wrap things up. But we will see. We will see. All right. Those are our picks. That's what it is. Um, Migs, what else is on your mind, man? What's, what, you know, what else is going on? Uh, just, uh, I was hoping I could promote, I have an OnlyFans account now. You act like <laughs> I don't know two that. Two o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, put on some shows, uh, shower shows and uh, other things <laughs> of the sort. <laughs> 
Uh, go ahead, give me the link. Please. It's going to be the greatest shower show of all time. Uh, we'll do it two o'clock on Sunday. Just only fa- onlyfans.com slash I'm Steve Makes. And, uh, and he'll sing that song in the shower while the show is going. This is the greatest show. It's the only place I'll sing it. It's the best acoustics uh, and my heart the best is bro- lighting. My heart was just broken by a sorry, this page is not available when I went to that link. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be great if it did have it. Really, really <laughs> broke my heart. It, it would have um, been great if, if you started just for this bit. Right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Guys, I made three dollars. It's insane. <laughs> hey, three dollars is three dollars. I'll take that. Of course. Yeah, that's correct. Of course, when we say Migs, is there anything you would like to plug, you say? Not uh, well, no! it could be either Naomi or uh, Billy K. You, oh, <laughs> oh, you've changed it up. I see. You've changed a bit. <laughs> Change the bit. Uh, anything also, else wrestling wise you want to talk about? Uh, and I'm Steve Miggs on all the social media. I've got nothing to promote. I, uh, I'm doing nothing. We're not I'm, asking promote. What do you want to rant about? We want you to rant. I have nothing. I'm not mad, dude. I mean, well, I'm mad about things that we. I'm yeah, sure you, we're all mad about. Mad, but, mad um, about missing Magic and Orange Cassidy for sure. You know, like still upset about that. That was a massive dagger. Uh, yeah, hope I, I've had, dude. It's just like one of those, and I was supposed to have another match against that Daniel Makabe, which is you know uh, right now tearing it up on the indie scenes, and that would have been a really cool one too. But at the end of the day, dude, I'm not like looking to become. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm not. There's no. There's no hopes of being noticed by someone because of that Orange Cassidy match. It was a total bummer, but like I'd be more mad if like I was like putting all my hopes and dreams into that match, getting me noticed by somebody. Like there's, I don't expect Cody Rhodes to be knocking on my door after I wrestle Orange Cassidy. Um, <laughs> So it was just a bummer. Look, someone from cool Jersey Shore just got a match, so you got a chance. You just never know, man. I, I'm just looking to be a lower level Wait, what? David We'll talk about that in a second. It, it, Aaron's semi-selling that story. But, yeah, no, dude, first of all, I, I disagree because I'm my plan is to be able to make money off of knowing you for forever. I'm going to need you to, to step your game up. <laughs> A little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I think the OnlyFans might be our best bet then. Let's do it. Let's do it. We can do tandem shows. As you know, wherever we are next, uh, who's rooming with who? I'll sleep in the same bag as Migs. You everybody knows that. That's a fact. Can Can I give you my like gullible moment of the week? By the way, so there's this girl that I'm friends with on Facebook uh, through like work or whatever. I know her, and she posted something, and this just goes to show you how like totally like oblivious i am to all this stuff she posted something like it's amazing how i can i can do a stream about and just talk about music and whatever and still get uh whatever money or whatever and i was like oh cool you're doing a stream talking about music like where is it you know totally (laughs) totally not realizing what she was talking about she's got it yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> oh. I know. Yeah. No, I'm sure she now. And then she like PM me, and she keeps her, all of her stuff PG13 or and everything. But it definitely was like a meetme.com like stream thing that like a married person should like. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, well, and I presume. I was like, oh, cool. I'll talk about new music. You I know what I mean? She's like, attractive. I'm so bored. After, you know, sometimes I'm like, cool. Like, what do you, what new albums? You know, like. <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> I listen to a lot of R. Kelly. Oh, <laughs> I just had a, I just, I just had a vision that Brandon was once. Pro- a gentleman said, "Hey, I've got all these new records that you'd want to listen to," and he was like, "I'll get in the van, sure." I totally would have too. Oh, God, dude, where's, I, where's the tape deck? Right, dude. I had, I had a buddy in college. I met. He came in to Seattle, and we had, got dinner, and he was just like, "Man." And he just wouldn't stop talking about how he got like hair implants, and he was just like, "Man, ever since I got these hair implants." 
and this is back in the MySpace days. He's like, these hot chicks are hitting me up all the time. <laughs> like, oh, no way. And he pulls out his phone to show me like these they're all bots, like, friend right, requests. They're right. all bots. They're all bots. They're all bots. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, they're, they're bots. Dude, he never think you ruined it. He got, bots. The, he got that and hair like, implant. You're was... jealous, man, because you're still bald. And like, he was mad at me. And I'm just like, <laughs> my bad, dude. Like, good luck to you on those. You should totally hit him up. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. By the way, we, we both know. Bald, bald is the way to go anyway. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, are you still doing any uh, podcasts? Uh, the Megacast. I'm still doing the Megacast. Okay. Uh, the, I stopped doing the MIGS versus the World of Wrestling just because it was getting to be – because it was just interview-based, and it was getting to be a massive pain in my dick just trying to book a wrestler every week. And then my company is like, hey, you haven't done one in a while, and this costs money to keep on our website. So <laughs> either do more or – we're getting rid of the page. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Just get rid of the page. We know a Maybe thing or two about, we know a thing or two about pains in the dick. We know a few <laughs> things about that. We understand. Yeah, but at least you guys, you know, you're talking about, you, you can still do the content of just talking about the product. Right. But correct. Yeah. When, when you all of a sudden are like after X amount of people, and then you get some of these wrestlers, they want like, they want money to do them. And I'm like, mm, yeah, mm, mm, we ran uh, into that situation recently. We ran into a situation like that recently where somebody thought that we were paying them. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Somebody we like. Somebody who's been on the show before. Somebody that we would, of course, have had on the show again right until the point where they said, yeah, yeah, we're good. Can do it this week. Um, I, I don't know. I think the number, the number was absurd. It was like $400. I, yeah, I think it was 200 200 yeah, I can't was? believe AJ's head got so big yeah. since he signed <laughs> with WWE. <laughs> that dick. No, it wasn't AJ. $400? It, like, maybe it was less they, than that. that it, that's like Caitlyn Jenner on freaking Cameo kind of money. What are you talking about? By the way, there's a real Cameo problem. Like, I need actual famous people to get on Cameo because the prices that people who are not famous whatsoever are charging on Cameo because, like, they're the only ones that are available is mm-hmm. absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I'm talking about, like, somebody who had literally a cameo on always sunny in philadelphia is charging fifty dollars for a cameo because he's the only person related to always sunny in philadelphia that's on cameo so if you know someone who's a sunny fan you can't get any of the people that matter because they're way above doing cameo you can't even get the you know um, charlie's wife the waitress you can't even get her she's not on cameo you have to get someone who's a completely bit player and they want you to pay 50 bucks for it. Cameo. Think about like somebody's significant others, like, oh, my, my boyfriend or girlfriend loves It's Always Sunny. I'll go on Cameo. And they have right. no idea who the characters right. are. So they see Correct. that person. They just got duped. Correct. But if Ugh. the real people were on, then then like the people, like I, I, I'm trying to make a comparison. Um, there, are, there are bit players on a lot of shows that I'm a fan of that I know other people are a fan of. And I would buy them a Cameo for 25 bucks, right? Like for 25 bucks. Right. I'll get some bit, you know, D-level person from a show that we liked. But not for 70 bucks. Like, that ain't happening. No. And so because my, none of the, the real people get on it, you're fucked. My favorite are the ones that charge like 5 or $10. I'm like, oh, come on. Right. Yeah, you can do better than that. Right. Like, or the ones that charge like 100 bucks, and you look at their videos and it's like, Oh, 15 seconds long. Yeah, they're not even trying. They're just reading. It's, yeah. it's always funny to, to find like the – 
when you go through the wrestlers page, you see some reasonable ones. Then all of a sudden, like some guy you've never heard of is charging 125 bucks. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of that. By the way, with that in mind, this is all of our way of announcing that we're joining Cameo. Um, yes. Mine will be mine will be one dollar <laughs> <laughs> because no one will even pay that. Hang on a second. Also, I don't think it's a bad idea for us to put up one dollar cameos available on on like I don't think that's a terrible idea for us to consider doing that. No, just actually, it is a terrible idea, and I'll tell you why. Well, because Cameo takes a dollar. Like they would. Like we would. No, it has it. nothing to do with that it's because aj will buy like 15 of them and make us say the worst shit ever i bet we still get 15 bucks out of it wait a second you're not thinking this through i'll do that all right and uh, honestly the only one that's worth getting on cameo right now is gilbert Gottfried. like i, oh, I, will, say, amazing. I will watch his they're, yeah. they're, they're just their money because he just doesn't give a crap yeah, they're he quite just will good. say whatever he wants they are quite good He's amazing. I will say I did laugh when Flair joined because I was like, man, he's been doing this hustle for years. Like, (laughs) if you've ever been to any sports game, he's he's on all of them. Yes. (laughs) Every team doesn't matter. Like, Ric Flair um, was made for cameo. Like, the weirdest one I think I was at, it was a Tennessee Titans game. It was like, let's go Titans first down. Woo! (laughs) You know, Sprite in the corner or something. And Glenn, was it you that had issues with Lou Ferrigno? Oh God, yeah, my Lou Ferrigno story is amazing. <laughs> did, he, did he tase you? No, he didn't tase me. My my Lou Ferrigno story is very simple. I I was at a con, and this is the infancy of cons. Like I was. Oh yeah, this is a I was, great. Story. I was eighteen. Yeah. I didn't know any better. I went to Philadelphia Comic Con because they were doing a Kevin Smith film festival, and I thought that when I paid this money for this ticket, yeah. that that meant that I got to meet all the famous people. Like I was. When I, so when I I was like, hey, there's Lou Ferrigno, and nobody was in line. I'm like, ah, I don't really care, but like, I'll go over and say hello to Lou Ferrigno or whatever. And I walk up to him, and he asks me what I want, and I'm like, I, I you know, I just wanted to come say hello. Like, maybe I'll get a picture. I think my buddy had brought a camera. There were no cell phone cameras mm-hmm. at the time. And fucking hey, if Lou Ferrigno doesn't say, okay, no problem, that'll be, and I can't, you know, fifty bucks or whatever it was gonna be. Yeah. And I said out loud. Like to where Lou Ferrigno was, <laughs> who the fuck would pay fifty dollars for a picture with Lou Ferrigno? Dude, when I you should, I remember thinking that happened to me. We interviewed Lou Ferrigno when he was in town on the phone uh, to promote Emerald City Comic Con here in Seattle many years ago, right? Okay. So then later on, I'm doing it like they had to set up a, like a, a booth for us so we could go down there and just like awkwardly stand there. And sure. Nobody really gave a shit about sure, us, but. Right. So I see Lou Ferrigno. I'm like, oh, I'll go get a picture. That way we can put it up on our website and direct people to the interview and right. all that. So and I'm you can say, I'm like, hey, Lou, it's nice to meet you. Right. I talked to you this morning. He's like, oh, all right. You know, it looks completely like he doesn't even remember. And I'm like, could I get a picture so we can put it up on our website? So that way, you know, we can share the whole thing with the interview. He's like, yeah, no problem. I'm like getting out my phone. He goes, it'll be $50. Yep. And I was just like, in my, I didn't say, <laughs> I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Dude. I, like, I greatly appreciate the fact that nothing's changed, though. It actually makes me feel really good. That oh, yeah. For the years, nothing's changed. <laughs> By the way, I just went through the wrestlers on Cameo. There are three people charging 500 Three, oh, you want us to guess? Okay. okay. Flair and who else? Ho- so we, we're, we're guessing. I'm guessing Hogan. Hogan, I don't think he's on there. Or if he was, I didn't see him. Which is kind of shocking because he does, wait, does everything wait, are else. Are they all retired wrestlers? No. Oh. Actually, these, these next two are both current. One of them I actually like. Like, not like as a person, but I like that they're doing the spit on cameo. MJF. MJF is 500. Brilliant. That's, that's really great. That's really yeah. great. And then uh, Roman Reigns is the other one. Oh, Big E's on there. Big E, I think, is like seventy. He's one hundred and twenty-five bucks. Twenty-five, yeah. But, but imagine that Big Sa- E Sasha probably is could... three. Sasha is three seventy-five. 
by the way, Big E p- could probably charge two hundred and fifty dollars just to do the new day. Uh, yeah, oh, whoever. Right, you know? right. So I, so Even I don't birthdays and stuff. You guys remember David Tyree, who had the famous helmet catch of in course. the Super Bowl years ago for the mm-hmm. Giants against the Patriots. For the David, Giants, yeah. David Tyree ended up in Baltimore um, because he was not a particularly good player. He just happened to have this one moment. So the Ravens signed him like a year or two after that. I don't remember exactly how long it was. And um, we got to know him a little while. He's a great dude. And he would come on regularly. Like, he was famous despite the fact that he wasn't a significant player. So he was a good guest to have on the show. Um, And that year, I don't remember the Super Bowl was that year. But wherever it was, he was down making the rounds at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. And he came over and he saw us and he knew us and he hung out. And we probably had like 30 minutes with him because it was early in the week and we didn't have any other guests. And at the end, it was the same thing. Migs we were like, hey, you know, let's get, we typically when we were at the Super Bowl would take get pictures with all the guests to put up on the website. Right. And we said, let's take a picture. Um, would you do the football thing? And this is, again, somebody we knew, we, we liked. And he said, yeah, for 100 bucks. <laughs> he <laughs> would take a picture with you, but he wouldn't hold a football up to his head unless you paid him $100. <laughs> That's his gimmick, man. And it's now, in fairness, that's the only thing he's ever going to have, right? Like, so I, I get, got a feeling that he probably just hates doing that. And he's like, if so, if, if I'm going to have to do it, I'm getting money to take maybe, that picture. That, that that's might have something to do with it. It might have Otherwise, something to do with it. Makes no sense why he would do that. A hundred bucks was number. So years later, I was I was hanging out uh, at the Super Bowl with Aaron Paul, who was promoting mm-hmm. like the Need for Speed movie, and he was great. Like he was awesome. Like he and, yeah. he and Kid Cudi. We're doing the rounds together, and we had a great time. Like we really had a great time. They were awesome. I had a, a, a football player that was hosting the show with me that week, and and they got along great. And ended invited ended up that Aaron Paul invited us to come hang out with them that night at this event they were doing because they had a great time. So the next day they're back on Radio Row and they come back over to hang out because we like you know we're, we're we created this fake friendship, right? Right. And and I say like, hey, I've I, you know my producer back in the studio is a massive fan, like. I, I hate doing this. Would you be willing to call him a bitch? Like, just come over in the middle of a segment, and I'll be like, hey, it's Aaron Paul, and just, just say, Ryan's a bitch. Like, just because I know it would make his life, right? Like, if you did mm-hmm. that. And then as soon as the words got out of mouth, I'm like, oh, you know what, dude? That's hack, and I, I'm sure you charge people money to do that. And he looks back at me. He's like, not fucking do that. Who the fuck would charge people money over that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have to... You- that that guy also made real money, and at that's the, time the difference, that, right? You, you like, that, yeah, for him, he's like, why would I want your petty seventy dollars yeah. for doing? He's this? not like right. a washed up retired guy yeah, that right. had one moment. And I mean, I, at some point, that might be the case for him, but not at that point. Yeah, he was like, dude, I'll, I'll do that right now. Like, he came over and did it. It was awesome. It made my producer's life. And Aaron Paul came over and called him a bitch. But like, I well, I just got convinced that everybody charged money for these types of things. When Aaron Paul's like, no, dude, we're good. Well, remember, like the old school one. I mean, I don't know if you ever had. Remember Jimmy JJ uh, Walker, Dynamite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh sure, yeah, course. and he yeah. would refuse. Like he would like the interview would change drastically if you tried to get him to say Dynamite, and it was just like he's like, no, I'm not doing it, and he would get mad about it. I didn't it know that. Just, That's funny. He was a- Zach Braff and Donald Faison just told stories about that on uh, their Scrubs podcast. That's funny. I, I didn't. Hey, not that this has anything to do with anything. No, that's what we're doing now. This is the show. Have, have either one of you guys ever interviewed uh, Billy Bob Thornton? Yes. How did it go? Incredible. That guy is the coolest guy. 
Did you I ever just, see the online real awkward interview that he did where he tanks the whole interview because uh, he was uh, he was promoting his band and the person asked him. I, I didn't even think the guy was like crossing the line, even if they had said, don't talk about acting that like I thought the guy did a good job of like going around it kind of. And he totally just went after the guy. Oh, um, really? Oh, you got to see it. It is perfection it, it, it's almost professional wrestling level of <laughs> villainy like you have to watch this thing he's you know i believe one of the we used to quote this all if people if like telemarketers called our office we used to answer the phone with quotes from this interview <laughs> um one of which is i think they asked him something about do you think music is your first love or something like that and he he retorts with would you ask tom petty that <laughs> the guy's like what and he's like would you ask tom petty if his first love was music and he, he's like really offended because he thinks the guy thinks his band I, I don't know if he has it in his head or he's had a a chip on his shoulder about being an actor in a band or whatever but yeah. it is rough dude you gotta oh, that's why to check that out i, yeah, I dude, wondered we, if we... they were all like that that's why i i was uh asking no, we had him on for because his band was coming to town, and and yeah, I mean, we obviously talked about his band, but like we talked about other stuff as well. And he was he was so chill, dude. To put it in perspective, like somehow somewhere, I found out that he was once worked in the pizza world, and it was like at the height of everyone arguing about pineapple on pizza. So I'm like, hey, dude, I gotta ask you a stupid question. You've been in the pizza industry. And I was like, what's your opinion on on pineapple on pizza? He goes off for about three minutes on like why he thinks pineapple shouldn't be on pizza, but he didn't like he's like. I'm okay if people want it, but this is why I don't think it should be on. It was all about <laughs> why it would get soggy. Like he got really passionate about explaining why he didn't want pineapple on his pizza. And I'm like, I could, I could die a happy man. I just had a conversation about pineapple being on That's pizza with cool. one of my favorite yeah, actors. That is this pretty is ridiculous. Cool. That is pretty That's cool. Great. That doesn't suck at all. Um, so we had uh, Craig Robinson in studio, yeah. in, in like, oh, it was right after Knocked Up came out, mm -hmm. and I. I all of my friends and I were obsessed with the line in Knocked Up where they're going into the club and he's the bouncer and he's like, I can't be having a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't, we would, we would repeat that to each other as, as we would have like Austin Powers quotes back in the day. Like, we thought it was just the funniest line in the history of movies. And somehow, and I think between that and we, like, it bled over into the show a little bit. I some we we like we convinced ourselves that it was this iconic movie quote that everyone loved. So Craig Robinson comes in studio, and I said like, "Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to to say the line." And he like looks at me like, "What? <laughs> like what line?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, you know like the one. I don't I don't want to be embarrassing." And he's just like, like he just stands there like and it's the most uncomfortable moment of silence in an interview <laughs> of my life. He's just sitting there like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> And I'm like, you know, the, 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 the pregnant, the pregnant, the one, the one from the, and he just like, he, like he so cared so little about this line from this movie that understandably he didn't even know what the line was when I said the pregnant Ugh. thing from uh, Knocked Up. He just looked back at me like, I, I, I don't know. And I, it was so uncomfortable walking. Like we do the rest of the interview, like we recover, it's fine. And then afterwards, like I'm trying to, to be cool again. Like, hey dude, I... I screwed up and he just looked at me like, bro, I have no, like I, he wanted to murder me. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I said, <laughs> I said, you don't remember the line from the movie though. But he's like, I, I guess I remember that. Like, I guess it was funny. It's not my line. It's not my joke. <laughs>
And I'm like, all right, man. Well, it was great having you in. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you. And like, Look he wasn't, a, he wasn't, a, we interviewed, um, Hugh Jackman and it was like right after he was on like the Academy Awards, he was like hosting or something along those lines. And he did, it was when Slumdog Millionaire came out he was doing like one of those like medleys of songs that were like com- comedic based. And he just, I think at one point he sings a part about like swimming in a sea of excrement. And I was like, I just thought it was the funniest line. And we were playing it that whole morning. And I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to just ask him like, Hey man, would you mind doing that song again? Like doing that line. And without even missing a beat, I was like thinking, this is Hugh Jackman. He's too good for this. He's going to be like, screw you guys, whatever. Give us attitude. He just starts singing that part at like seven in the morning. Oh, and I'm just dope. like ear to ear smiling. Like this is the greatest moment. Like I'm being serenaded about excrement by Hugh Jackman. God, that's dope. That's so cool, man. Would you say that was the greatest show? <laughs> oh, damn it. It's the greatest moment of all time. <laughs> I think. I, I, I but think. it's like sometimes like, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's nice when like some of these celebrities can like, oh, you know, oh. have a little bit of a sense of humor. Oh, and do it. And you never know what's going to stick. Like the, my favorite moment ever is we had, we had Nick Offerman on because he was coming to town, and I don't know why, but I just thought it would be hilarious if I had I asked Nick Offerman to just randomly say the names of meats, and I would turn off my microphone, and mm-hmm. there would just be ninety seconds of him saying the names <laughs> of meats, and we didn't even preface it, like we didn't even tell him that's what we wanted to do. He just came on, and I said, "Look, this might sound stupid, but I have this idea." And he did that Nick Offerman giggle as soon as I presented it. The <laughs> you know, like that thing that he <laughs> yep, does. Yep. And as soon as he did it, he said, "Put the time on the clock." <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. He just said he just listed names of meats for ninety seconds. And I don't know that I've ever gotten more feedback on any dumb bit ever. And we turned right. it into a promo, and it was just so perfectly wonderful. And it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. And it would have been so easy for him to just be like, I'm Nick Offerman. Like, I don't know if you know. It was very on brand for him. But, oh, it was so perfect. Oh, God, it was so perfect. And he was so cool. And he liked it so much that he let us come hang out. Like, it was just the coolest thing, man. It was so great. It was the greatest show. It's the perfect way to end this. Migs, Migs, I love yes. you. I love you. Of course, continue to listen to Migs every morning. K- uh, nine, it's 99.9, right? In, is yep, that yep. 99.9. KSW in Seattle. Um, and again, OnlyFans.com slash I'm Steve Migs. I love you. 2 p.m. shower show I on love Sunday. You. I love you so much. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we can. Do you boys want to say anything else? Like, I feel like we can just wrap. Do we want to talk about AEW at all? I don't really. I really don't. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I mean, it was. I'm, it's fine. I just. I'm gonna end up saying the same thing, so I'd kind of rather not. Like, I, just, I mean, but uh, dude, that up and comer Cody Rhodes is pretty awesome. God bless. He's he's well on his way. He's well on his way. I, I I'm still I'm still uh, looking forward to the big Chris Jericho Orange County Orange Cassidy match. Well, if it was Chris Jericho doing a remake of the film Orange County, I would also be up for that. <laughs> I would watch a scene by scene remake of the cinematic fucking classic Orange County which is one of the greatest motion pictures ever made. Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm all in for uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy, almost as much as I would be for Steve Miggs and Orange Cassidy. I don't know. Yeah, you're stealing my thunder, that Jericho, that I tell dick, you. That dick, you took all of your good ideas. You were planning on throwing oranges at Orange Cassidy. <laughs> that, was the whole, that was the whole match. Eight minutes great. of me throwing oranges at him. <laughs> great goddamn bit. What a great bit. I did have my, my, my thing I was, was going to pitch was going to be 
because obviously I don't want him to, he's not leaving with my title. So how do we creatively have him beat me? And I was, I was thinking, you know how you do, he does that thing where he just like, like he chops you and he kicks you really with no oomph at all. Mm-hmm. He was going to wind up for the big kick. I was going to grab the ref. The ref most likely was going to be Aubrey Edwards because she was going to be oh, working wow. that show as well. And so I was going to grab her, put her in front of me. He kicks her. He's disqualified for for kicking the referee. Oh, love it. That's oh, great. Yeah. Brilliant. That was that was that was what I was going to pitch to him as the way that we were going to have the match end. Brilliant. Uh, oh, oh. So I share there it because are a couple of organizations that could use that kind of creativity right now. <laughs> Migs, uh, I, I really, I, I am very broken up about this. Would it? Would you feel? Would you feel better if I, I sent you a picture of my butt? Would that make you? Would that help at all in this, this healing process? Or of, like what we did once before, my flaccid penis. That that was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Honestly, I think it would help. All so, right. All right. I will do uh, that. I will do that. Steve too. at KSW.com. You can email it to me. <laughs> or you can text it to me. I think we're on a texting I'll friendship do, I'll, level. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do that for you, Mix, because I nice. love you. I'll do that for you. All right. And if anybody else wants to, you have Mig's email now. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you can send. <laughs> Look, man, the man is suffering. He missed out on his match with Orange Cassidy, would you do the right thing and send him pictures of your genitalia? Would you please just do the right thing? This is like that, like, he's 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 willing, he's saying yes, it's okay. Yeah, like, oh it's yeah, acceptable. All, I, I love pictures of, of, the, of male genitalia. All of the things that you wanted, that, by the way, alright, we can wrap with this, I promise. I, I have a friend who's, uh, she's a younger, single female, and she was talking about all the pictures of dicks that she gets unsolicited, and I was saying, like, that's yep. terrible, that's terrible, that's terrible. And then she turned around and said, do you want to see them? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, of course, said yes. Not because, because I'm interested, right? Like, who are these people that are sending you these pictures? And so since that point, periodically, she will ask, hey, I've got about a month's worth of dick pics. Do you want me to send them to you? <laughs> how, many, how many cycles is this? Um, I don't know. I have no idea how many it is, but like it's 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 been like this for about three years. We've had regular conversations where she's asked um, if I wanted to see pictures, and like it, it also, by the way, is we, I remember we talked about this with uh, Jordan Grace a while back. It is terrifying, like the world that exists, and reminds you of how different life is when you're a female. Because like I don't have to worry about that necessarily, but she just genuinely regularly gets unsolicited dick pics because she's a. A sp- uh, and by the way, she's a sports TV anchor in a very podunk market, like not even oh, a dude. major market. Our uh, the, uh, our female on our show, we have a couple females, but uh, one Vicky, who's one of the people on air and, and also on our show. Like every once in a while, she'll show me her direct messages on on like Facebook. And my favorite thing is like, how many messages does it take before? It's like how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Pop? Right. It's like how many mess? How many like messages back and forth do, does it take? to them feeling comfortable to send it. And sometimes it's the first message. Correct. And I'm like, how do you come out with that as like your icebreaker? Like, hey. And then when she responds negatively, like, hey, dude, that's not cool. Then it becomes you're a bitch. And yep. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, it just makes you realize how we are the worst. Yes. We are that white, I, think what, I think what we can say is white males are the absolute worst. We are much. terrible. I had a friend who had a blog where the whole blog, uh, Tumblr, was just the screenshots of all of her dating app responses or whatever mm-hmm. with the names crossed out and the right. pictures crossed out, which the, I personally, I think she should have left them in. But mm-hmm. um, 
Oh, just the most vile, terrible shit and that you've was, ever seen. And that was the concept of Jordan Grace's book, which made it so brilliant, mm-hmm. was just, I'm going to take all of these like like DMs to a, a lady indie wrestler, and I'm going to post them and make it into a book. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Oh, it's like every conversation is like, hey, what's up? Want to hang out? Want to blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not interested. Or you're hot, blah, 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 blah. Right. No, I'm not interested. You're a bitch. You're fat. You're stupid. It's like... Wow, like, not, never a good rejection, Un- are you, it sir? It is unbelievable, man. It is absolutely unbelievable. All right, uh, but send your dick pics to Steve Miggs. Please do that right now. Yes. Right now, he wants them. A, a nice dong does break the ice with me. Uh, all right. Um, uh, anything we need to plug? Anything besides Naomi that we want to plug? Okay, yeah. not everybody at once. Thank you. Thank you oh, for all of I mean, that. no. This is, we're in the dark ages. There's nothing to plug. I know. At Brandon Linton, at The Oster, at Glenn Clark Radio, at I'm Steve Miggs. And, of course, continue to follow support our boy, AJ Francis, at AJ Francis 410 For Aaron, for Brandon, for Miggs, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Migs, you do it. Fuck cancer. I like that better. Jobbing Out.